You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Well, that's quite the way to wake up on a Saturday morning. I, I, I don't do it in bed. <laughs> I hope My not. My wife would be really angry. <laughs> That would be the strangest thing, Al. Are you an idiot? <laughs> I'm practicing, and it's a rehearsal. That's right. It's, it's a, a rehearsal. Got to get ready for Saturday morning. <laughs> Good too, morning. Too much energy for Saturday morning. Yeah, so we've got a we've got a different voice with us today Good on morning. Dave's Corner Garage. It's New Nguyen from Faf Tuning. Hello. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, all kinds of stuff going on at Faf and and New's career as uh, as a technician, which is really really cool. Yeah, very she, excited to be here. Sorry, Al. It's okay. I was going to say she's not in the sales department. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, she's not here to sell anything. <laughs> no, she's not on the phone going. Thanks for calling Faf. Can I help you? No, no. she doesn't do that. No, she does real work. <laughs> Actual work. It's all real work. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like grease under the fingernails. <laughs> for those who can't see, they're not painted. Okay, the hands are great. You know, we we I we shook hands this morning and went. Oh, these are nice. And she said, not really, you know, <laughs> relatively speaking. Re- relatively speaking. Exactly. But, I, but I'm sure, you know, like like you guys do, you wear gloves when you work on this stuff. Most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes you need that, that tactile. Yeah, that you feel. know what? I forgot. Yeah, the guys do wear gloves. So yeah. Half my guys do and half my guys don't. But a lot of times, you know, yeah, you need that, like you say, the tactile because you're doing such tiny stuff, and yeah. the gloves never fit good. Yeah, and, the, and and some of the work that New does is is pretty detailed and intricate, and it's not and not just regular uh, maintenance. So we're going to get into that a little bit later, and uh, we also have Elliot Silverstein, pardon me, Elliot Silverstein from CAA coming on the show later, later, and uh, Connor Attrell from Georgetown Hyundai. He's also a racing driver, so we're going to talk a little racing and uh, a little bit of car business. Oh, do you race too, New? No, I don't. I don't race, but I've worked race teams. I know Connor. We've, okay. Uh, race against each other. The teams have raced against each so other. So you've been to most part, though. And I, I did see on a video where you were out at the track doing some work on a car. Yes. I work on, uh, I've spent a few work, weekends working on the... Uh, um, the was it the Audi TCR? The Audi TCRs for Tooth Autosport, mm-hmm. a team out of uh, Ottawa, uh, actually competitors with Connor's team. Yeah, they compete directly against Connor and his brother and his dad. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's like, hang on, it's not a nice, clean, polished floor um, and, 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 and power tools and stuff. It's like, hang on, I'm in the dirt. How am I going to do this, right? Well, and, you, know, you get it done is what you do. <laughs> and where's the compressor? It's hang racing. on. <laughs> yeah, it's racing, though. You got to do what you got to do. Yep. Yeah, but we're going to get into that. I mean, there's a lot of people, um, a lot of people who are changing jobs, of course, because of COVID. They got, you know, they were in the service business, not car service, but restaurant business, for example. 
uh, it pretty much dried up. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly didn't pay very well, you know, just depending on tips. And there was nothing. Yeah, no tips for and, a and, long and, time. And people are looking for different things to do. I mean, they get tired of doing the regular office jobs, which we'll get into later, but that's what you had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so why not? And, and, and let's go broad spectrum in terms of, can I say broad spectrum? Yes, you can. Okay, <laughs> good. Um, in other words, let's look at far and wide, you know, the jobs that perhaps were traditionally belong to one kind of group. group. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And, 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 but, but don't have to be that way. No, absolutely not. And and uh, as we'll get into, what New does is actually, it, you know, if you're going to be a technician, it's pretty cool because you work on really cool stuff and, you know, it's not dirty, it's not messy. Uh, it to, is well, rel- definitely re- dirty. Well, relatively <laughs> speaking. Relatively <laughs> no, speaking. More so, I would say, because they've spent decades or years leaking oil and collecting gr- dirt and grime. I feel like a lot of the work I do is more dirty than... Really, regular car maintenance. Absolutely, that's there's that's, less rust. Yes, but the rust, the the natural self, uh, self rust proofing of the oil everywhere is the reason for that. But there's oil everywhere. It's disgusting. <laughs> no, kidding. I like that natural self rust proofing. <laughs> 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 but it doesn't go into places you do want it, though. That's, that's the problem. Oh, no, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I I do remember though because I, I was a Beetle guy years ago. And the crankcase especially was dry. I mean, it, it, it wasn't rust, but it was that white powder stuff that it was gone, you know, and you couldn't fix it afterwards. You used to see it on transaxles and stuff like that. Eesh. That aluminum, that uh, that powder that, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure you got lots of interesting stories about <laughs> some interesting cars. I just love seeing those singers that go through your shop. Me too, me uh, too. Beautiful cars. Yeah. Singer? Singer. Yes. Zinger. Zinger and, is something else. Well, the Zinger is something else, but uh, but Zinger is music-related. That's uh, that's another story. I could tell you that uh, story about how the music business is involved in uh, the restoration of Porsches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking sewing machine, but was I off the mark? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, you know, we're going to be teaching you all about not so much tailoring, but tinkering and working on cars. We've got new and new in here, and we've got Elliot calling in later to make sure that your car is fully insured. We've got the Carlos behind the desk, and hopefully uh, we're going to get this off the ground in just a couple minutes. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors, and uh, we've got a little uh, contest announcement coming up, and Al is involved. I don't think he knows that quite yet, but uh, you're part of the prize, apparently. And also joining us in studio is Nunu in from Faf Tuning. I thought it was going to be like stump to chump because, you know, like I'm just a regular car guy who bring me your Vega or whatever you're driving, your Volkswagen Rabbit. Or <laughs> and these guys are talking Porsches with numbers that I don't even know what, what, what I think they all start with nine, but, but once you get past the nine, I, I'm gone. Oh yeah. We're talking, we're, you know, we're talking my favorite, uh, my favorite car that I've ever driven, which is a, a 911 uh, that's restored by a company in LA called Singer Vehicle Design, and they just do beautiful work. Singularly, the finest car I've ever driven, and I've driven everything up to Bugattis and crazy stuff, and I just love actually love I watched, Singer's work. I fell into one of those YouTube car holes, or you know, you just you can't one thing follows the next, and I found a guy named Car Wizard or something, mm-hmm. and he was talking about which cars he hated and which cars he loved. Um, this this was st- specifically a Porsche dedicated show. Mm-hmm. But he, and he goes, and and a lot of you probably are just looking for the hate button right now, okay? But but and and I'm not. I'm just talking about I fix cars for a living, okay? So I can tell you ones which are worth it, and 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 work, 
as opposed to stuff that breaks down. So, of course, the first one he brought up was the 914, which, oh. um, well, in Europe, wasn't even called a Porsche. It was called a Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's right. But so, anywho, you've never worked on one of those, have you? Uh, no, not the 914. Really? I've, I've had a lot of, uh, or more of the transaxles, the front engine water-cooled ones come in lately. Uh, but never the 914. No kidding, because they're they're quite popular in that in that community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, each of the models have their niche uh, following, yeah. and uh, they're dedicated. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> yeah, they're crazy, but 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 the point is, he said that the, it, it's always somebody who says, "I know of one in a barn somewhere that <laughs> I, I I think ran a year or two ago and probably won't need much." And and <laughs> you know the story. And and then of course. You get the car and you you evaluate and say this is what it's going to cost and the people like have a coronary yeah and and then and then some say okay but let's do it but then after the fact say it really wasn't worth it <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's, it that's, really wasn't that's worth for sure it. and you'll never get that money back no uh, no never no do you have projects like that at work yes <laughs> <laughs> we now tell them let's get it safetyed first right drive it for a little while make sure you want to spend the rest of the Forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars that will cost to get this to be nice. So we give them the option. People choke at that point. Do they have any idea? They do it. <laughs> really? <laughs> they oh, do yes. it. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, you don't want the five o'clock surprise. I mean, I get it as too. It's like people drop the car off. And say, well, I trust you. Just do what it needs. And I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to call you. Can you make sure your cell's on? And they go, No, no, you don't have to. No, no, no. I, I made right. that mistake a couple times. We just did it. And and that was only a thousand dollar job, okay? Oh, and man. they went, oh my god! I, well, you you said just do it. I I yeah, but I didn't know that that cost that much money. I said it's not my fault. So, but but now we call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I send them a document. Uh, it's got different tabs on it for different parts of the engine. These are the things we need to ad- uh, on the car. These are the things we need to address on the engine. A different tab for the transmission. A different tab for the body electrical. We break it down. There's no surprises. And green, yellow, red kind of thing, too? Yeah. Yeah. Urgent, is... and, you know, we can address, we can keep an eye on it. Right. Full disclosure. <laughs> Especially when you talk about oil leaks. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's another thing. In terms of your work, um, how much of it is daily drivers versus the specialist sort of collector car thing? Um, I don't think any of the cars I work on are daily drivers. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not that much urgency. <laughs> no. So you, you, so you have the time to do it right. Yes, yes, always the time to do it right. There, there's no question about it when, when you're working on these kinds of cars. Well, Definitely. I guess, but sometimes the question is, you don't know how long something's going to take to do. 100%. Right? You never know because as you, you open it and there's more things to discover while you're in there, there's so many things that you can't see just by glancing at it on the hoist. Uh, and most of the time, there's things that uh, will need replacing, addressing once you're in there. Right, and you need <laughs> a, little a co- surprise. <laughs> right, and you need a commitment from the customer. In so far as you know, if we find something else, there's no going back. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly, exactly. So just so you know, better have deep pockets yeah. or access <laughs> to that because it's going to cost. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Once once you start some of these things, you just you can't you can't turn back. No, <laughs> your engine's mm-hmm. already apart. Yeah, I can right. give you this thousand piece puzzle in a box if you'd like. Oh, so it wasn't just a valve job. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, and they're famous for chains, eh? Uh, no, actually, they're famous for oil leaks. The, right. The case is split right in the center. Yes. There's no gasket. Uh, and half the time they're not driven, so they're just left to dry out, and then they leak. Is that what happens? 
Oh, and 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 but the goop, that goldy goop stuff, and that you used to get in a tube that looked like toothpaste. They, is it still that stuff? Uh, we use five seventy four, which is orange. Uh-huh. Uh It. Oh, that's uh, the heat. That's the high heat sort of silicone stuff. No, it's not. So. I know you guys. Sorry, you can't use silicone because it messes up oxygen sensors. Sorry, Brian. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm learning something. Different new. things actually. Yeah. So um, we use Loctite five seventy four. Okay. Normally. Uh, anaerobic, it hardens, uh, and I like to use it because if if there is too much, it gets into the oil. It just liquefies, doesn't mess with oil galleries, and um, doesn't plug anything. Porsche is now recommending a silicone type sealant for for the centerline for the cases. This is brand new. I've, we've just realized this, and I'm 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 hesitant to use it, but at the same time, I, I, same time, I feel like it's valuable because. There's uh, there's the ability to flex where the 574 didn't give you that that uh, that little room, uh, so I'm I'm interested to try it and see how it works. Well, Porsche Classic has all the experience with this stuff, <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta gotta consider their advice, I, I suppose. But I kind of wonder, you know, the purists they want it back the old way. Like, why are you changing this? You I'll, know? I'll I'll do so. Uh, it's a two year warranty for resealing the engine. Mm-hmm. Two years is is is. Not that long a time to spend that amount of money, and if Porsche themselves is selling this new silicone product that they use for the water-cooled engines, right. I mean it's up to you. If you want me to use the stuff that I can only guarantee for two years versus something that may last for five, then hey. All right, there you Very go. Cool. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to run. We're going to be back with Connor Trail from Georgetown Hyundai right after this break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with my pal Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors and New Nguyen. We've got a great uh, great guest with us today as well, and that's Connor Attrell, one of my sort of racing pals, and he's uh, from Georgetown Hyundai. Connor, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Brad? Fantastic. So racing season's over. How did it go for you guys? It went pretty good for us. Um, we had some ups and downs. Um had an interesting uh, end of season, though. We had some issues with the cars, but overall good, and we're looking to get back out there next year, uh, have a couple new rides coming for next season, a couple of Hyundai Elantra NTCRs. So looking forward to uh, be back out there with my brother. Fantastic. And and you guys are a, are a Hyundai family, which is why you race the, the Hyundai TCRs. Yes, yes. Uh, we bleed blue, so to speak. So uh, Hyundai in and out. Uh, daytime at work and uh, on the weekends at the racetrack. And what what uh, I was pretty stoked for you guys uh, about this year is uh, you made your your IMSA Michelin Pilot uh, Challenge debut. Yes, yes, that was incredible. It was uh, an awesome experience to be able to kind of see our home track in a different light from the a uh, little bit of a different series because we usually do sprint racing. So to be able to get out there and uh, do more of an endurance style and uh, be able to get a longer stint in the car was great. And uh, just to be able to toss it up with the guys from the states was an awesome experience. Sorry, I'm a little bit green to this. I, I thought we were going to talk about Velosters. Is that a different <laughs> we, car altogether? It, well, the, the, it's still a Hyundai. No, of course, I understand, but a different series. You're um, not driving Veloster in, in the same time where Elantra's run? So the Veloster now um, is getting to the end of its sort of life cycle in terms of the TCR homologation. So uh-huh. there's been three Hyundai TCR cars uh, 
The original one we got was the i30N, which was a European model. Then we got the Veloster. Mm-hmm. Um, so the car that I drove last year was actually um, Mark Wilkins' championship car from IMSA. And then we also are now getting the Elantra N. So we have two of those coming um, just to stay up to date with the model because the Elantra N is the road-going version. So we kind of keep it with what's currently available on the road from Hyundai. And is that the whole point? I mean, generally speaking, you know, I, I, I'm a NASCAR kind of guy, and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, we win on Sunday, we sell on Monday. Um, these these are cars that kind of look like normal cars that you could go in and buy, correct? Yeah, they're actually very similar in sort of the DNA uh, in comparison to the uh, Elantra N. So I've been uh, lucky enough to actually been able to drive one from Hyundai Canada for the majority of the summer. We had it for a pace car, and I've completely fallen in love with it and it's incredible the similarities with that and the tcr cars because they're front wheel drive the road version makes about 280 horsepower the race cars make about 300 they're both uh dual clutter ours are air shifted sequentials in the race cars but they're dual clutch in the street cars so you get a very similar feel they're very performance oriented i've been super impressed by the car i'm uh, trying to figure out how i can keep it actually (laughs) i think you just have to ask nicely I hope that works. I really do. <laughs> well, it's it's such a great car. Um, but where we met was at the at that uh, event at Mosport at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park that that Hyundai put on, and uh, and you know, um, uh, folks in the media like like myself got to take the Elantra N and the Kona N around the racetrack. And all I wanted to do because I'd driven the Elantra N several times, all I wanted to do was take a lap at you know at relatively full clip just to understand. Uh, how the car behaved at speed and it was fantastic around the racetrack yeah no they're they're an incredible uh sort of track day car because it's uh sort of the idea that you can put it in eco mode and drive it to the track and it's 5.7 liters to 100 kilometers and then you can go out there and toss it up with the majority of street cars it's super competent very well balanced i i've enjoyed driving it i mean we, i've had mine for i think the team had it for almost four months now and it's got 16,000 kilometers on it, so it's gotten a lot of use. Well, you can bring it home from Starbucks without spilling coffee, too, eh? Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on uh, where you're driving and how you're driving it, and it's uh, you got to keep uh, keep a lid on it on the street most of the time because it's, it's a lot quicker than people expect, but I've been super impressed by that. I mean, Hyundai's making so many jumps in sort of the performance sphere and really drilling down to a, a niche market there, and it's, uh, I, I would say in terms of front-wheel drive, sort of uh, performance, you know, not not talking super high-end cars. It's probably one of the best options out there right now, um, tossing it up with the best of any, any of the other brands. And uh, I've been super blessed by Hyundai to be able to, you know, race, and we have the connection with our family, um, just be able to represent the brand. We also carry Quaker State as our, our main sponsor, and uh, all of the Hyundai stores now use Quaker State as their oil. So, We've been super blessed to kind of bring that together and be able to represent both the brands and uh, show what Hyundai's doing on the motorsport side and how that translates into the street cars that they're making. But once uh, production starts to get back to normal, so to speak, the, the Type N Elantra will be a car that people could order. Yeah, I mean, you, you can order them right now. Uh-huh. Um, just takes a little bit for them to come, uh, but they are available to order. There's not, not something you're going to see on the lot right now due to the the production issues that are sort of plaguing everyone in the auto industry. But as things improve, I'm sure you'll see a lot more of them on the road. Uh, They're right in the perfect price point, in my opinion. And they're really sort of a car you can live with on a daily basis, but also go have fun in. Now you guys are out in Georgetown, right? 
Yes, yes. We we have a store in Brampton and a store in Georgetown. So I manage our Georgetown location. Is that where you do the race car work too? No, no. It's uh, near our Brampton store, but we actually we have a race facility that we also detail all the cars for um, my uncle and my dad's dealership. So my uncle also has a Toyota store. And does so your dad ever put you uh, whoop your butt when on the track? Yeah, no. My dad is. Uh, a weapon on the track. Yeah. Been in, racing in a, a good way and uh, a bad way sometimes. Well, that, that's but, what uh, happens in racing, but he's been racing a really long time. Yes, yes. So I'm actually a third generation car dealer and uh, auto racer at this point. So my grandfather did it. My dad did it for a period of time uh, prior to me and my brother coming along. Took a little bit of time off, and then we got back into it with the Genesis Coupes. And uh, so we've run Hyundai Racing Canada for over 14 years at this point phased out the Genesis Coupe when that model sort of went away from Hyundai's actual road lineup, and we try really hard to drive something on the track that's representative of what you can go into the store and buy. All right, got to jump in here, Connor. What's the website, quick? It's uh, Georgetown Hyundai and a Trail Hyundai. Thank you very much. Connor, thanks very much for joining us. Looking forward to seeing you uh, sometime soon and definitely on the track next year. Yes, for sure. Thank you guys so much. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Best of you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Nunu. And uh, speaking of triangle tire, we've got a uh, contest coming up and on the, starting on the 17th. That's going to have some triangle tires and an application of tra- uh, crown. And that's going to we're going to announce uh, details shortly. Actually, our friend Trevor came by to see me at the shop this week. Oh, did he? Yeah. And I said, Trevor, you got to come and look at this. He said, what, Al? What, you look pretty excited. I said, I'd never seen a car so rotten in my life. Um, <laughs> it was an Impala or Malibu, but this guy had bought it in New Brunswick. Uh, obviously right near the water. Yeah. Um, and, and whatever could possibly rust or corrode was rusted and corroded. I said, do you have any any uh, shops out there? He says, yeah, they're busy all the time. I, I'm, I'm sure. You really every, need to do that. Every day of the year. Oh, the salt water's terrible. Yeah. Yikes. All right. You know, a little while back we had uh, Mark in from Young Steel's Ford, and, and he brought along a lady named Leanne who also was a mechanic. And we're like going, really? They have lady mechanics? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so that was our reaction. And then we find out she works on the big diesels. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that was, a big, that was a bit of a surprise. That's right. And yes. uh, lo and behold, we've got someone else. Yes, yeah. So how, like, how did you get started in, in the business and, and decide to become a, an automotive technician? I, I wanted to try something that I wanted. I, okay, so... I have a hard time waking up in the mornings because I don't like mornings. <laughs> and I was at an office job uh, that uh, was just bought out by another company, pink slips waving in the air. And I, I assessed, you know, the next 35 years, what do I want to do? Uh, and I had wanted to become a mechanic getting out of high school, but um, I didn't have the discipline. I knew I would have just messed it up you know, back mm-hmm. then. Um, and I, I, I didn't realize how far I could take it. I, I thought I would just, you know, like tinker out of some small shop and then, you know, like, you know, a couple of years, what happens then? Mm-hmm. Uh, in my 30s was when I reassessed everything and I thought, what better time to, to start? I found a small shop that would take me and teach me. And within six months, I signed up for the apprenticeship program I spent two years at Mohawk, finished off my apprenticeship at Centennial. Um, Just before moving over to Centennial, I think a year and a half into the trade was when I was hired by a Porsche dealership 
finished off my apprenticeship, got my license at the while I was at the Porsche dealership, spent almost eight years there. Mm-hmm. And now I'm approaching 11 years in the trade. No kidding. Yeah. And and what what uh, you know for for young women who are considering this and, uh, and you know your career has you know it's a it's a wonderful example. But what what kind of advice would you have? Um, persevere. Not every place is meant for everybody, but that's this is for for men and women both. Um, just because one place is tough doesn't mean that they're all tough. Um, but it, that's also the nature of the trade. It's physically grueling. Um, it's mentally grueling. The it's it's always problems. You're always problem solving, right? So, uh, and some of those problems is uh, personal dynamics. Uh, one of my favorite things about where I work and the places that I've chosen to work is the importance they put on 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 the dynamics of the team. If the team doesn't work well together, the productivity of the team is greatly affected by which affects. Everything, yeah, everything, revenue, yeah. all of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, just persevere. Honestly, there's so much to learn. Never think you know everything. Nobody wants to teach a know it all. Uh, you know, apprentices come out of school like just so amped up. I know everything. No, you have just been given a ticket to that says you are okay to keep learning. <laughs> you have right. the aptitude to keep learning. You don't know everything. Um, and some of the toughest jobs are the best jobs because you learn so much. Uh, and you grow so much from those tough jobs. So, for some people listening, especially males who are or females, um, was there any kickback from from that? I mean, other than I'm sure you run into uh, ground dragging, uh, you know, knuckle people. Dragging. We're all knuckle dragging in the in the shop. I'm a knuckle dragger, <laughs> mouth breathing knuckle dragger. <laughs> no, but at the same time, just because somebody has would wear, be wearing a skirt doesn't mean they can't be doing this kind of work. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I feel like everybody has. Uh, has learning to do. Mm-hmm. We only know what we are exposed to, and if we've never been to exposed to it, then we just don't know. Um, actually, I was uh, at U of T giving uh, on a, on a panel about women in motorsports, and afterwards, some of the girls approached me and asked, "You know, what do you do when people come in, new people, and you know, we we see new people, and they're always questioning us, but they don't question the guys." I'm like, you know what? They just don't know. Their ignorance doesn't take away from your skill or your expertise your expertise take it as an opportunity to help them learn and grow as human beings that's never on you yeah going back a couple years i knew a girl who was a she was a tech but they actually liked her up working up at the front counter um, because they found that certainly when women customers would come in they felt more comfortable explaining their issue or their problem with with a a lady person rather than a guy Um, but then you would have these you know guys come in and go isn't there some men here i can talk to (laughs) Um, so you're getting it from both sides, eh? It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, and even in in motorsports specifically, you know, I've been doing it for a long time, <laughs> and you know, when I started, there were you know a couple of women driving, but now it's it's common. But also, we have uh, female mechanics as well as engineers mm-hmm, at, mm-hmm. at my level of racing. It's it's incredible, and and it's and it's great. I, and the, one of the reasons I love sports car racing is because it's absolutely an equal playing field for everyone. It's I just skill. I love it. It's yep. skill. If you yep. don't have the skill, then that that speaks more than anything else. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and certainly from the top, like you said, you went to Mohawk where they had facilities for both, right? As opposed to a shop you worked at that only had one toilet and didn't even have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was uh, at the Porsche dealership when they, it was a brand new facility right. uh, and they, they had built uh, 
the facility with female change rooms and bathrooms. Uh, so they were anticipating women enter. I mean, women, women have been in the field in motorsports for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like with social media, which I've used, uh, I, f- I feel to the benefit of, of the women in trades, um, just to give more visibility. But we've been doing it for, for decades. Now, you like to put up uh, pictures of what? The cars you're working on specifically? Uh, cars, parts. I'm, I'm big on puns. It's really corny. But <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, and I like to just showcase and normalize other women in the trade. You mentioned knowing uh, a woman who worked on big diesels, yeah. and I've met so many impressive... Actually, I know this, one of my favorites, she works on um, Warbird, like she restores old air like warbird airplanes <laughs> wow like military planes <laughs> military planes um, yeah there's there's so many women doing amazing things out there I, there's m- people do people doing amazing things I like to sh- showcase that there's women also doing it and just all over the board and, and there's so many of them too right and for those crazy Porsche people out there they're not all but um there are some that specifically like air-cooled, and, and you hold a special qualification there. Yes, yes. I am Porsche Classic certified. I was in North America's first class of, uh, of that certification. And that, that's a real thing for anybody who's, who's not listening. Porsche Classic is a division of Porsche that takes over responsibility for a particular model line after it's out of production. It's a, it's, and it's a real discipline. It's a big part of Porsche's business. Yeah, and it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you run into a lot of situations where the factory doesn't build stuff anymore, and uh, and does somebody else there to pick up the slack? Yes and no. Um, Thank you very much. We're going to move on. <laughs> 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 <Go ahead. laughs> the, I'm, I'm I'm especially proud of the support that Porsche has for their classics. Um, a lot of the times, you'll I'll, I'll request a part, and they say that it's no longer available. But they've asked us, even now that I'm outside, I'm considered an outlier, to still put in the request because once Porsche or Germany sees the a lot of requests or enough requests, and they will start to reproduce. I've had one instance where I requested a fuel line for a 944, and they said it was eight months out, and two weeks later, one showed up. Mm. So there's stock lying around as well. It uh, was so at the bottom done. of the box. The guy was too lazy to look. <laughs> yeah. And he said, go, uh, Hans, go again. Have a look. Computer says we got one. Yeah, and they found it. Exactly. You were lucky. <laughs> and uh, our, uh, our mutual friend at FAF, uh, Lawrence, um, says that uh, you guys are recruiting. And, we are uh, you have, recruiting. You have, you have uh, needs for, for people all over the organization. Exactly. So if, if you're in the trade, I, I don't think we're just looking for your mechanics. Tax, yeah. Exactly. But we are, are recruiting uh, men and women both. If you're looking for jobs, if you're looking for something satisfying, um, let's give us let's hear from you. Very cool. When you show up for the interview, it doesn't make a difference if you're in a skirt or have trousers. Uh, no, but smell nice. <laughs> <laughs> Smell counts. Well, yeah, but that would be like gasoline in a lot of cases. You know? <laughs> yeah, it depends what you're into. Yes. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to be talking to Elliot Silverson from CAA all about the insurance on your car right after this break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and New Nguyen from FAF Tuning. And uh, on the phone with us, we have Elliot Silverstein from CAA with some important advice about car insurance. Elliot, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Elliot, I just read online here, a new survey has found that many Canadians are driving more. They're driving more and they've returned to work and uh, driving downtown, And I guess. Um, 
But what they haven't done is to, uh, aside from reporting into work, they haven't reported anything to their insurance companies. And there's a problem. There, there is a problem, especially if you've contacted your insurance company over the course of the pandemic to uh, change your uh, kilometers that you drive on a regular basis, because uh, you need to make sure that information is accurate. And uh, at the same time, people have made changes to their insurance policies over the uh, the course of the pandemic, which they may not have restored. So there's a lot of uh, attention that people need to, to pay uh, uh, towards their auto insurance uh, uh, policies to make sure that they're up to date and uh, safe on the roads. All right, Les, I would call it more than just an adjustment. I mean, they've done removal altogether. Um, I don't know how many cars I get calls, usually a couple times a week. It's like, we're, we're getting our car going. Can we get it towed down? We, we got it boosted and it started, but it's making some <laughs> hell of a noise. And I go, well, hang on. When did this car run last? Well, well, before COVID, eh? Um, okay. So at that point, there were people that had multiple cars, of course, two, three, and they were only using one. So they pretty much, except for hopefully fire and theft, and it's still sitting on the side of their house, um, they removed all their collision coverage, right? That, that's right. People were looking for, for various ways of, of savings. And I think this was a, you know, a conversation we had many times that people were looking at how they could save a few dollars on their auto insurance. And some people took coverages off. But at the same time, you know, it's easy to take it off. It, it's harder to remember to put it back on. And, uh, you know, some people may have, have legitimately gone back on the road and forgot to call their insurance company and restore that. And the only way they're going to find that out is when they're in a situation they realize they don't have the coverage. And that's what we don't want to have happen. Now, you have a product that our old friend Dave loved, and it was something that worked automatically, that you wouldn't even have to worry about that. And what was that called? Exactly. That is CAA MyPace, and that is uh, Canada's first and only uh, auto insurance program that pays per kilometer. So really what happens is with, with, uh, with uh, MyPace is that you are paying in 1,000-kilometer increments. So a lot of the conversations about you know calling your insurance company and changing the nature of how you drive is eliminated in this because... Uh, regardless of how you drive, when you drive, or how little you drive, um, you know, it, it is on a 1,000-kilometer increment. So if you don't drive for a month, you're not being charged. If you drive 1,000 in a week, you're going you're gonna to get billed a second time. But uh, it, it is certainly a, a revolutionary product that has saved, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, of, of Ontario drivers over the last couple of years, uh, um, you know, 30 40 50% on their auto insurance costs. And, you know, it doesn't work for everybody, but, you know, what's happened in the last couple of years is not everybody is going back to the office or they're going back to the office one or two days a week. So my pace makes a lot of sense in these situations. Absolutely. If you're driving less than 12,000 kilometers a year, this may be the product for you because, to your point, some people are going to the office one to two times a week instead of five and their car is sitting idle and you're still paying the full price. But, you know, with my pace, the beautiful thing is you pay a lower rate potentially for, for driving less, but still getting the full 100% coverage you would have otherwise. You know, people are on a fixed budget or, or you know, snowbirds, for example, who like to go south for the wintertime and they're certainly flying down or not driving down. This is also a good product for them, isn't that right? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a great product for people who, you know, really have, a, it, 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 we always say it's, it's tailored to people's lifestyles because, you know, if you are driving down and you have, you know, uh, you know, a certain amount of kilometers driven that, that you're going to have the car going and it's going to be sitting idle. Otherwise, wh- why pay full freight? Why, why pay the general amounts? Make sure you have your coverages, but, you know, tailor it to your lifestyle. Right. Just pay for what you use. That's it. Ab- absolutely. Now, with, with respect to, you know, people going back to work full time and, and now they're driving a heck of a lot more, what, what duty do they have to notify their insurance company? 
So, I mean, it, it really comes down to the fact that things have changed on their insurance policy. If, if things have gone back to where it was pre-pandemic and you hadn't made any changes, you should be in pretty good standing. But if you've taken the initiative to contact them or if your job has changed and you're driving considerably more, you know, at the same time, even considerably less, it's worth a call to your insurance company because you want to have that information updated. Because at the same time, if, you, if you're driving considerably less, you want to take advantage of that as well. Great. And um, and, and if something does happen, for example, is the insurance company going to walk away and say, sorry, but you didn't have full coverage. You took it off, remember? Well, I mean, you, you never you never know. I mean, th- again, things can vary from company to company, but you want to make sure that, you know, as, as, a, as a customer, you are as transparent as possible and provided the most accurate information. And you don't, you don't want to give anybody in, in any industry an opportunity to say, well, you, you, know, you weren't forthcoming in your information. And where do they find out the information from? In, in, ter- in terms of uh, CAA, you, you go to caamypace.com. Uh, um, and, and really, you know, if you're looking for more information, I think, you know, really, it's, it's really trying to understand the, the, some of the pieces that are going on. If you're looking for the insurance industry, you can also look at the regulator, with, which is FISRA. Now, you have traditional insurance as well, correct? Or is everything in, in, lined up with MyPace for the most part now? Well, I mean, you know, we, we, have, we have our standard insurance policy programs, and we mm-hmm. have our, our MyPace as well. And uh, certainly, you know, we encourage people to, to call an agent or a broker. And, uh, and, and and get a quote and get some information. I mean, there's certainly opportunities as well to, to bundle it. There's, there's certain various uh, programs you can take advantage of. You know, we have the uh, the winter tire discount as we talk about the fall and heading into winter. You know, certainly an opportunity to get an extra five percent off if you uh, if you uh, uh, have four matching winter tires on your on your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just so you know, if there's a snowflake on the side, that means they're okay. So all weather. All season tires, I should say, are actually good because it's uh, had a number of calls, especially for people who aren't driving a whole lot. Um, put on all weather tires, and then you don't have to bother switching back and forth. Again, it comes to, it comes to preference again because so many people are looking at, at ways to save save funds. You know, again, winter tires may be a little bit more costly than others. I mean, you know, again, it's it's about safety, and that's where we've always taken the approach of saying make sure your car is equipped. Uh, both inside and outside for, for the for the weather climate, and and ultimately too, if your car is out of warranty, which a lot of people's cars are now, because I'm seeing them with two, three hundred thousand kilometers. Wow, you don't have towing anymore. You don't, and and that's where that's where CA can come in to help you. You know, if if you ever need it, and that's really where you know again we are we are we are known and have been have been in uh, in, in Ontario for for almost 120 years, and uh, you know we we certainly are there to help people in a pinch if you ever run into a situation, whether it be. A vehicle breakdown, you lock your keys in the car, and so forth. Dull. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah, I did get a call. We locked him in the trunk. It's a Mercedes. How do we do it? And I went, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the CAA guy was nice enough. I can get you in the car, but that's as far as we can go. Oh, boy. Elliot, take care. Have yourself a great uh, Thanksgiving long weekend. You as well. Thank you. All right. We'll see you again. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, new, myself, and Brian... She's the new girl in town, I guess. I'm always new. There you go. (laughs) Speaking of puns, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with Alan Gelman and New Nguyen from Fav Tuning. And uh, some some people know I have a YouTube channel. And uh, Saturday mornings, I usually drop episodes. One of my regular viewers, longtime viewers, Julius Pepperwood from Gilroy, Texas, I think. Is that where it is? Yeah. Uh, he had a question for us. Sure. And, I, and I think we all know the answer. But, uh, you know, it's because he just bought uh, a 22 uh, F450 uh, uh-huh. Ford. And he says, do you think the days of getting big year-end discounts are gone? Big year year end discounts on, on, on yes. okay. <laughs> um, he bought it, but he bought it already. He did. Well, he needed a truck. Well, 
Well, first of all, they're not giving any kind of discounts no, because they can't. can't get any vehicles. That's right. Nobody's giving discounts. If anything, cars have more stuff added to them that maybe you didn't want. Um, so, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think the same. There's no, there's too much demand for, for, uh, for anything to, yeah. to lower. Yeah, I mean, we have all in pricing here that Omvic tries to enforce, but but people are finding them when they yeah. show up at the dealership. Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff on there that they didn't necessarily want, but um, the dealership saying, well, you want a car, this is what you got to pay. That, that's exactly it, and and I don't think that's going away anytime soon. No, and uh, Porsches are changing just like everything else. As a matter of fact, I think sixty percent of their sales aren't nine elevens or that variant. They're SUVs. That's right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and they're going electric. Yes, they are. And But how about the 9, nine Series? The 911. Yeah. The nine, actually, you know what? The Porsche is working with, I want to say, one of the, it's like SO Rochelle on, on alternative fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I mean, they are in EV right now, but they're going beyond that. I feel like um, EV is, 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 a, is a stepping stone. Uh, and I'm really interested to see what this new technology is. A, I believe it's hydrogen-based. Okay. That's where I'm kind of uh, keeping an eye out. Well, they say there won't be an, uh, there will not be an all-electric uh, 911, but there may be a hybrid. Um, there actually has been hybrid. Uh, the 997 model had an, uh, a hybrid. Um, I think it was a one-off for motorsports, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's more likely than EV. I don't but I guess think. like most comp- companies, you know, that they're sort of run by the bean counters, you know, and we're going to only sell what we we're going to build what we can sell. Well, you know, to to a certain extent, I mean, the Porsche is true to its motorsport heritage. So right. even the SUVs, they they they're fun to drive, right? Yeah. You know, so it's so it's not like a you know a, a boring uh, SUV that you want to go pick up the kids in at, uh, at you know soccer practice. They're they're fun to drive. Yeah, the 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 motorsports, the racing DNA, that history is is prevalent. It's very strong. I don't think they will ever give that up. I mean, EV is moving into motorsports. I don't think the 911 will ever see uh, an all electric engine. Sir, we have electric stuff on Formula One cars, don't we? Yeah, they're hybrids, and yeah. they're and they're going they're going more electric mm-hmm. with a with the next uh, engine uh, package. Yeah, I haven't done that in NASCAR as of yet. Well, there's the, you, we've talked about that that Garage Fifty Six at Le Mans next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that they're they're going to have that NASCAR sort of cup based car, but it, it'll have a V eight and it'll also be a hybrid. But it's funny how the purists really they only want those original cars, eh? Wow. You don't want to go to a track and not hear anything and not smell anything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Well, actually, you smell sulfur if you crank it up too high. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had the end of the day, and it was like, okay, who farted? No, that's not the case. It was like somebody's got the battery charger cranked up full. Sorry, same kind it's of true. smell, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. But I said, we're in the office, though. There's no battery charger. <laughs> so that was a long discussion. Anyway, so, but but as, as much as we were talking about Porsche, you work at the, uh, at 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 Porsche at sorry at FAF tuning, tuning. Mm-hmm. which is a separate division altogether. Yes, yes, we're a separate store than the FAF Porsche store. Right, and um, and people bring in cars for all kinds of uh, fixing up, uh, you know, bringing back to life old stuff. You ever get see something really old that got you? You wonder how long it's been parked for? Um, the like a barn find. Yes, we've had we've had actually we had um, oh man I can't remember I think it was an eighty nine. 930s and 911 Turbo that mm-hmm. was a barn find and had just been sitting for 
decades. Mm-hmm. Um, when we brought it in, it was still covered in grime. We weren't allowed to clean it because that grime and that dirt, the decades-old dirt, was part of its charm. So we do see that all the time. A lot of the times, uh, it's stuff that we're told not to... Well, we don't want to start it because we don't know what's in... If it's got oil, if it's got just water left in there. <laughs> right. Yeah, lots of those. Certainly, and it, 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 it doesn't even smell like gasoline anymore. No, it's Varsol. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Those are really tough to fix, too. I, I have no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just like punch the clock and let's see what happens. Yeah. yeah New, you thank you for time. coming. No, you, yeah. thank you for having yeah, me. People for are looking us. for you and want their, uh, their historic Porsche fixed up. Well, who do they call? Faf Tuning. I'll always be at Faf Tuning. What's the number? Do you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> and and what's, your, what's your handle on Instagram? It's dear underscore new. Okay. N-H-U. And if you're a lady and you're thinking about getting into the trade, don't worry about it. Just do it. You're going to find some knuckle draggers, but to hell with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can make it. Join the party. There you go. I want to thank, of course, Elliot Silverstein from CAA. Talking about my pace, which apparently is the way to go. I think it is. It's, Dave, pretty, it's pretty smart for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Dave would always start with a big smile and say, do you know how much money I saved? He loved it. Yeah. Of course. And uh, and your friend, Connor. Connor Attrell, another racer and from, uh, from uh, Georgetown Hyundai. If you're out that way... And you want a car? Call Connor. This is Dave's Corner Garage. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.